Hey, hey, welcome to the Fit Life Podcast. This is your place where we host weekly conversations about fitness, specifically about nutrition and how to meet your weight loss or fitness goals through the right diet, the right type of training and exercise so we can be leaner, be stronger, tone up and look amazing and feel amazing so that you can live your best life, your fit life. I am Angela. I am a macronutrition coach. I am also a emotional eating specialist. I have spent over 20 years in the fitness space, both as an amateur bodybuilder and also as a professional coach. And I have spent the past 20 plus years totally geeking out on nutrition and fat loss so that I can basically come to you and bring you the Cliff's Notes of what you need to do and what you need to focus on and what really works, sort of the big pieces, whenever you have a fitness goal that you're trying to meet what you need to do. So this week is actually going to be part one of a two-part series because we're going to be focusing on weight loss and what does it take to be able to meet your weight loss goals If you have a goal to trim up, trim down a little bit of fat, um, maybe you, like me, have found it easier as you age to gain weight and harder to lose weight, well, we can demystify that process a little bit. But even if you aren't over 40 and you're just trying to understand how this weight loss process works, well, this is part one of the two-part series that I want to do to kind of boil it down to make it simple for you so you really understand What are the two components, the two major components to being able to be successful with your goal to lose fat and and to lose weight? So, you know, just a little bit about me. My background was in bodybuilding when I was in my 20s. I wanted to learn how to look amazing, how to look fit like all of those women that would get on stage in their bikinis and they'd have these muscles and they'd have these abs and they look absolutely stunning. And I was like, I want to learn how to do that. I believe it's possible for me. So that's where I started to kind of learn, how does this work? What do I have to do? What would it take for me to be able to be one of those women? And what I discovered as I worked with trainers and worked with nutrition coaches and, you know, got on stage and competed is professional bodybuilders and even amateur bodybuilders, they know their bodies like the back of their hand, and they are able to basically boil their fat loss and and their um, fitness goals, like how to build muscle and how to lose fat down to a science of basically a formula. Like they know exactly what they need to put in their body. And it's almost like clockwork. They know their formula. They know what they got to eat. They know exactly what to do every single minute of the day in order to effectively lose fat. And I discovered that you can learn that about your body if you are willing to do the process. And the process is the same for every person. Every single professional bodybuilder that I know, or even amateur bodybuilder I know, we all went through the same process. We all basically ate the same types of things. And we all knew what we had to do and what it took in order to burn the fat, get it off and get to our goal by a certain time so that we could get on stage and look a certain way. Now, is it exact? Like sometimes you'll miss your deadlines for what you want to look like on stage because you just, your body didn't come in the way you thought. But you can get it within a few weeks and you really kind of can fine tune it the more you you do this process and the more you get to know your body and the more you get to know yourself. And so that really fascinated me that you could have that level of control, that you could know that well and and have it be like clockwork, have it be something that you, is so predictable when weight loss seems like it's not 
predictable. So that's where I really basically geeked out for the past well, 20 years or so, at least 10 or 15 years, I spent it with the bodybuilding space. And now the past 10 years or so, I've been spending it as a professional with my clients. And what I learned from those bodybuilding years, I now get to pass on to my clients because the truth is that loss is kind of simple. And that's what I want to kind of get across to you here today that the actual fat loss process, which is what we're talking about when we're talking about losing weight, we're not talking about just losing any weight, right? I could cut off your arm and you might lose 10 pounds, but that's not the look you're looking for, right? You want to lose 10 pounds of specifically of fat. And that is a specific knowable process that you can refine and be able to repeat at will, on demand, whenever you want to, whenever you want to shape up or or meet an aesthetic goal, you can know what your body needs and always reproduce that over and over again. And your body will basically be able to perform the way you would expect it to, even if you're over 40, even if you're past menopause. It is a repeatable, knowable process. So if that's repeatable and knowable, and if fat loss is actually pretty simple, which it actually is, why is it so hard? Why is it such a mystery? Why does it feel so difficult when you're trying to lose weight? Well, this is why I'm making this a two-part series. So I'm kind of giving you the introduction here. I'm laying the groundwork here for a second. But there's two components when it comes to the fat loss process. And, and this is what I ran into both when I was competing and when I was getting my fitness levels back after two pregnancies. And even still today, now that I'm living in a 40-year-old body and I've had all kinds of health issues last year and I'm having to kind of regain my fitness, it's the same process over and over again. But it's a two, there are two components to it that are critical. They're both equally as important. Number one, you have to have the right strategy to lose weight, and number, which is the bodybuilding part, which I'm going to share with you today. And number two, which I'm going to share with you next week, you have to have the right mindset. Okay. And they work together because you can have the best strategy in the world. But if your mindset is poor and you keep sabotaging that strategy, you're not going to lose weight. And you can have the best mindset in the world. But if you don't have the right strategy, then you're going to be positively thinking, but not really seeing any results. And so that's why the two of them really go together. And when I was learning to compete and I was going through this process myself, it was interesting that I knew I had the right strategy because things were working. But that's when I had to really learn how to overcome some of the mindset blocks. And that normally is the place that hold people back. So that's why I want to focus on that next week. But this week, I want to really lay the foundation of why it's simple by sharing with you how the fat loss strategy works and where the number one place people just mess it up is. And basically, the place where people struggle the most and mess up the fat loss process is with their consistency. Consistency is key. If I had to give you the number one magic pill for what you need to do in order to lose weight, you've got to eat and work out and move consistently. And yet that's the place where people quite most often, I would say like nine times out of 10, mess up the most because eating consistently is hard. Moving consistently can be hard, especially if you're not a professional bodybuilder and you're not getting paid to be in the gym all day, right? If you're like, you're a mom, you're a, you're a dad, you're a family person, you're a worker, 
um, you're a, a spouse, you're a partner, you've got people to care for, you've got bills to pay, you've got busy stuff happening in your life, and you've got a million things going on, it becomes a lot harder sometimes to be consistent because kids get sick. Or like in my case last year, my husband blew out his knee and we had to kind of change some things around. And 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 maybe you you constantly are traveling because you have a job where where you're just always in a different city or always getting on a plane or something like that. That makes it harder to stay consistent. But the number one thing your body needs in order to be able to release the weight and burn through the fat every single day is to have consistency with your calories and the nutrients that are going into your body based upon your body's specific needs. And number two, consistently, consistency rather, with how you move every single day. Now, just with the strategy part, right? And that can be tricky. Um, bodybuilders, professional, to me, they're almost like professional dieters, right? Professional bodybuilders, they have their system down. They are at the gym every day. They have their leg day. They have their arm day. They have their um, your your chest day and your back day. And they have it all split out a certain way because they know what their body works best with. And they are there consistently every single day, six days a week, five days a week, whatever it is, however much rest that they find that they need for their bodies. And then they also do their cardio depending upon what their body needs consistently. Sometimes they come back and they do a second set of cardio. Sometimes if they're in muscle building phase, they won't do any cardio at all except one day a week or two days a week when they're not lifting. But they've got that down and they never miss a gym day. It's almost like a religion. <laughs> it's like, it's like it, it almost feels weird when you're in that space. Like you feel odd if you don't go to the gym. You feel like something is off, something is wrong. In some respects, you'd rather go to the gym then take a rest day. And that's a whole nother conversation because that's not good either. But their default is I'm working out more and I'd rather work out than not work out. So the consistency happens with the workouts. And so they're moving exactly the same way every single day. So their body knows what to expect. You see, when it comes to the strategy of fat loss, your body likes predictability and consistency. Your body does not like when things are all over the place, okay? And I'm going to kind of boil that down here more in a minute. But the key to everything in your body being happy, whether it's your mind being happy, your brain being happy, your immune system being happy, your metabolism being happy, the more the same and predictable it is, the more your body feels safe. And the number one goal of your body is to keep you safe and to keep you alive. So whenever something comes to threaten that, your body, because it's a dynamic system, it responds to things, it's going to say, oh no, this is a potential threat. It's going to start to respond to try to make sure you stay alive. So if you end up like stranded on a desert island somewhere, like um, that Tom Hanks movie, right? Where <laughs> With Wilson, <laughs> <laughs> with like the volleyball and the, and you've got no food source. You got to figure out how to survive, right? Your body's going to kick into survival mode because it's going to do everything it can to keep you surviving, right? Well, that stresses your body. Now, for some people, that's how they choose to lose weight. Do not recommend not the best way to lose weight because it's going to wreak havoc on your metabolism later. That's a subject for another show. I'm going to make a note that I'm going to talk about the Minnesota starvation experiment on another podcast, because it's really important. Basically, when you're in survival mode and you're starving yourself, your body is stressed out 
and it is not a good way to lose weight. Okay. But it would happen. Like if that was the case for you and your body had to survive, it's going to take some countermeasures to try to keep you alive, to keep you from losing too much weight because losing weight in that situation is bad. Like I need fat as an extra fuel source. I need fat to protect me. I need fat to keep me warm. If you look on your body where you store your fat, it's actually protecting vital organs, keeping them warm, keeping them safe, keeping them protected. So fat equals protection. So to your body, losing fat, that could be a problem. That's a potential dangerous situation. So we do not want to stress out your body losing weight. We want to kind of trick it or coax it into releasing the extra fat because your your nervous system doesn't know how much fat is on your body right now. And it's not keeping track of the aesthetic look, right? It's just keeping track of the environmental factors and knowing is food abundant or is food scarce? And how do I need to, to work it for that? So what happens is people cut back their calories way too much and their body will start to put in countermeasures to say, oh, no, are we on a desert island? Are we in a concentration camp? I don't know. Food is scarce. We're going to have to start slowing down the metabolism to make sure we preserve as much calories as possible. And then and then deregulate, downregulate the energy levels, like make sure that we're not expending more energy than what's coming in. And you may not be aware that that's even happening but your body is so amazing and so smart and so efficient. It'll become energy efficient if it starts to sense that, ooh, I'm not getting enough calories coming in, right? So this is why the strategy is important. It's not just as simple as eat less and move more. Trust me, that's not what bodybuilders do. That's not what the professional dieters and the fitness models and those people do. What they do is they run their numbers. They know exactly how many calories their body needs energy-wise every single day, for the amount that they're lifting and moving. And they know what they need to do to maintain their body weight. They know how many calories they need to create a slight deficit. So they go into fat burning mo mode more often, which I'm about to get into to and explain why that works and why that's important. And they also know how many calories they need if they want to build muscle. Spoiler alert, you only build muscle if you have more calories coming in then your body needs to maintain every single day. So you're not building muscle unless you're eating um, in a in a um, in an overload. I'm not blanking on the word. If you're in a deficit, your body doesn't have the material to build muscle. So you're really not building a lot of muscle. So half the season, bodybuilders are in muscle building mode and they're eating more than their maintenance calories so that they can have the building blocks. You need more food to put to make more of you. That just takes more. So they're eating in ex excess is the word. They're eating in excess so that they can build the muscle. And then half the year, they're leaning it back out so that you see that lean muscle that they just put on. And that's kind of a process. They're always trading off. So bodybuilders aren't in a diet all year. In fact, their goal is to spend as little time dieting as possible because dieting is bad for your muscles. Dieting is bad for, for how your body looks and, and operates and stuff. And, and the more they can eat and put muscle on, then the higher their metabolism is going to be and the less they're going to have to diet when they get on stage to, to go do the show. And dieting sucks. They don't want to spend time dieting, right? So basically coming back to the main point for the strategy is you need the right amount of calories for your body consistently every single day to be able to meet your goal. 
So if your goal is muscle building, if you're not trying to lose fat, you're just trying to build muscle, you need to be eating the same amount of calories in excess every single day to be able to put that muscle on. If your goal is weight maintenance, you need to be eating the same amount of calories every single day to be able to maintain that weight. Now in maintenance, it's a little more forgiving because your body wants to stay the same. Remember, familiarity is good. Routine is good. So anything that threatens your weight up or down, it's going to start to kind of take some counteractive measures. It's going to protect you because it wants you to stay the same weight. Staying the same weight means survival. That's good. The same is good. It wants to keep you. That's where you get the whole terminology set point, right? So it wants to keep you at the same weight as much as possible. This is why we don't want to stress it out in order to change our physique. So if you're eating like all over the place every single day, let's say one day you ate 1,800 calories, another day 1,400, another day 2,200, another day 1,200, and it's up, down, up, down, or all over the place, somewhere in between, never the same every single day, your body's going to constantly being respond to that. And it's going to do everything it can to take countermeasures to make sure that we're getting an equilibrium, that we keep your weight the same within the same, let's say, one or two to three or four pounds. Okay. That's what it wants to do. That's that set point. And so it's easier to stay in maintenance in some respects because you can eat up and down and, you know, eat all over the place and your body will do everything it can to kind of keep things the same. But that does not work when you're trying to lose fat. And that becomes the problem. A lot of dieters will just eat less, but they're not eating consistent calories every single day. They're not hitting the nutrition goals that their body needs to have hit every single day to efficiently and effectively lose fat. They might eat 1,200 one day, 1,300 the next, 1,500 the next, 1,200, then 900, then 1,100 because they're in a deficit, right? So the idea is, oh, I need to eat around 1,200, but maybe that's really hard one day. Maybe you're below 1,200 and you're like, yay, that's a win, right? I didn't eat all 1,200. That's not actually a win, but <laughs> that actually will hurt your body, but um, that will slow your metabolism real fast, but that's kind of the dieting mentality. So dieters are just trying to eat less. And a lot of them are just trying to eat around 1,200 calories, but they're dancing around at 900, 1,100, 1,300, 1,400. Ooh, I ate a lot. I ate 1,500, and now I'm back to 1,200. And because you're up and down and up and down and you're rolling, just think of this like as the stock market, right? If you know, you're eating up and then it's curving back down and then it's somewhere in the middle and then it's back up again and then it's back down, it's not consistent. And here's the problem with that, Okay. When your body is going to lose fat, what it what what we need to create every single day are the right conditions for your body to be able to go into the fat cell and pull the fat out and use it for fuel. Okay. So the reason people don't understand this is so important is they don't understand how the fat loss process works. Every single day, while you're just living your life, whether you're working out or not, your body needs energy. And in between meals, your body needs energy. So we eat and then all those nutrients go into our bodies and get stored in different places. They don't immediately get stored to a fat cell, by the way, it doesn't work that way necessarily. Okay. But, but that's, well, go back and listen to my conversation about carbs last week and, and you'll understand a little more about that. But you eat, right? The energy comes in and the energy gets stored somewhere in your body. So that way, in between the meals, 
Like right now, I'm not actively eating. I'm talking to you. So I don't have food coming in. So my body is now pulling from glycogen. It's pulling from different places in my body to be able to keep me running, to be able to give me energy to think and to talk and to move and to use these grandiose hand gestures that I'm actually using right now, (laughs) being very Italian when I talk. But that all takes energy, okay? And so when your body doesn't have quite enough energy to do all the movements, to do all the things, it's going to go into your backup battery, which is your stored fat. And it's going to go in and it's going to take a little bit out of there and it's going to incinerate that and it's going to use that to help keep you going until it gets fed again. And what your body is doing is all day long as you're going through eating, not eating, eating, not eating, just as a normal human, okay? What it's doing is it's making these little withdrawals and deposits into your fat cells, into your storage containers, into your glycogen stores, into all the little storage containers all day long. So maybe you eat, it gets an influx of stuff. It's putting a little bit in a fat cell. It's putting some in the glycogen. It's putting them in the places. Oh, we got what we need. It's burning some up to give you the energy to to do all these processes. And then we stop eating. And now we don't have fuel coming in. Well, it's just like a car. In order to run your car, if you have a gas car, if you still have a gas car, um, then you know you need the, the engines burning that gas as you go. It's constantly firing up and and converting that as you're driving every second into fuel, right? Well, that's your body. It's constantly going in and converting. So if you're not actively eating, it still has to get the gas from the stores somewhere. And if it doesn't have enough glycogen stored up in your liver or in your muscles, then it's going to go into a fat cell and say, okay, we're out of glycogen until we eat again. So now we got to go into a fat cell and we're going to pull some out of the fat. It's like a bank account, right? It's like a backup battery. Well, what happens when you're inconsistent with your eating? Some days your body's having to go into that backup battery way more often than it would like. And it starts to say, "Uh uh-oh, we got to put some countermeasures in, right? And then other days you're eating 2,200 calories, 3,000 calories, whatever. You're drinking a whole bunch and you're eating a whole bunch. Oh, it's the weekend. I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to party, whatever. And your body says, oh, we've got plenty of food. In fact, we've got more food than we know what to do with. We've got more energy coming in than we've had all week. And we got to figure out what to do with it. Okay, let's store it. So you completely erase that deficit on the days that you overeat. And then you completely stress out your body on the days that you undereat. And your body's just reacting without effectively, constantly, every single day, going in and taking that same withdrawal out of the fat cell. So just imagine for a second, okay, um, I think the bank account is kind of the easiest way to visualize this. Just imagine every single day you deposited $1,600 into your bank account. And then every single day you had to withdraw 400 out of your savings to be able to make up for the rest that you needed. Let's say you needed $2,000 a day for your living expenses. I don't know, you're Kim Kardashian or something. You need $2,000 a day or something, right? You've got a savings account over here. It's huge. Got a lot of savings in there. And every single day you deposit $1,600 into your bank account, into your checking account, but you need an extra 400 in order to make your expenses. So then you go into your savings and you just withdraw an extra 400. And every single day you withdraw an extra 400. Every single day, what's going to happen to your savings? It's going to start to deplete, right? Right? 
That's what's happening in your fat cell. That's what we want to have happen. Now, in a real life scenario, you probably don't want to do that to your savings, right? Because savings are good. But that's what a fat cell is. It's a bank account. It's a savings of energy. It's a depository for energy saving for a rainy day. Just in case famine or starvation or a desert island or something traumatic happens, I've got a savings account. It's right here around my midsection. And it's robust. It is food storage. It's going to protect me against you know any kind of major catastrophe that could happen, right? Except we're not living through a famine right now. We're not living through a major catastrophe necessarily. So if you want to deplete that savings account full of fat, the only way to do it is make sure that you're, you have a little bit that you got to withdraw the same amount every single day. So your body has to keep going back into the savings account. Oh, we got just enough. We got 1600, but we need 2000. Okay. Take out 400 again. Oh, once again, we got 1600 coming in, but we still have a shortfall. Let's take 400 back out. I'm, I'm just kind of making these numbers up but so that you kind of get the idea of why people say, well, you need a 500 calorie deficit. You need a 400 calorie deficit. Well, this is why, but it has to be consistent every single day. Because if you, let's say you, um, you put 1600 calories worth of food in your body one day and your body has to withdraw 400. Okay, great. I'm withdrawing. I'm withdrawing from the fat. That's what I want. I want to deplete my savings of fat. Right. But then one day you're like, oh man, I just had a windfall of calorie cash. Now I have $3,000 that have come in today. 3,000 calories that have come in today. What happens? Well, your body doesn't need all 3,000 for your expenses if your expenses are two. So it's going to take that extra thousand and it's going to put it back into savings. And that's why people don't make progress because they're constantly making withdrawals and deposits into those fat cells. And it's easiest, I kind of think, to to, to visualize it. When we're dealing with cash and bank, I mean, cash is currency, it's energy, right? So are calories. So they kind of correlate a little bit, except they're a little opposite because we don't usually want a fat savings, but we do want a fat like dollar savings, right? <laughs> but you, I hopefully you can kind of get the picture. So what ends up happening is you're not paying attention, you're not tracking, you're not hitting those nutrition goals every single day, and you're not hitting them consistently. So when you're, you know, dieting for a show, when you're getting ready for a show, you're running your macros, you're running your numbers, and you are consistently hitting those totals every single day like clockwork. When I'm losing fat, I know that I'm eating the same amount of calories, the same amount of protein, the same amount of carbs every single day, and my body learns to expect that. So it learns to go into its backup storage for energy, and it keeps making those withdrawals because if I'm eating 1600 every single day, seven days a week, and it's having to always consistently go back in and and withdraw $400, 400 calories out of my fat cells, 400 calories here, 400 calories there. What's going to happen is you're going to make progress. It's going to consistently be burning that fat every single day. But the problem is if I force my body to withdraw a thousand calories every single day, from those fat cells, it's going to start to say, oh no, we're hemorrhaging. We're hemorrhaging energy. We got to figure out what to do to make this stop, to make this slow down. And it's going to start to take countermeasures to keep you from having to do that. It's going to say, no, we need to learn how to live within our 1600 calorie limit, right? So that's why we don't want to set too high of a deficit. That's why we want to be really consistent. So the simplicity of the strategy is Dial in how many calories worth of energy your body needs 
and then eat that every single day. Hit it within, like for me, doing the macros, You, I always tell people you want to hit your, your macronutrient goals within five grams so that you're staying within like a 25 calorie range with what you're eating every single day. You're not really going too crazy. It's always pretty much within the same amount every single day. And when you do that, after two or three weeks, your body will start to adjust and say, oh, this is, this is, I can count on this. I can, I know what to expect. And it will go into that backup battery consistently every single day. Now it's not perfect. Progress is never a perfect straight line. But what we're doing is we're creating the ideal conditions for your body to be able to go in and make those withdrawals out of the fat cell so that it can continue to keep you living. You're giving it just enough so that it's not taking a lot of countermeasures, but it needs to go in and take a little bit more out of the fat cell. And you're doing that consistently every single day by keeping those calories consistent. That's how you make fat loss progress. And like I said, it's very simple. I could write your numbers up and give you a strategy all day long. The tough part is actually implementing it. Why? Because life happens, you get tired of eating the same things all the time, um, you feel stressed, you don't, you miss your gym workout, you have all kinds of craziness, and the mindset kind of takes over, right? So I know that when I was dieting every day for six months, nine months, even one summer, because I was doing three shows that summer, not good for you, by the way, don't recommend, but it was my experience. Like you got to a point where you just got tired of eating chicken and broccoli, you got to the point where you're tired of eating the same things all the time. Now, in some respects, I got to a place where I just kind of surrendered to it and I didn't care anymore and eating was just fuel. But then there would be times when I would just stare at magazines and I'd be like, oh, chocolate cake. I'm so going to eat you after this show is over. I can't wait till I can eat chocolate cake again, right? I mean, you don't want to be that deprived. So the hard part comes with figuring out how do I hit this 1600 calories every single day? and not feel deprived? How do I do it eating foods I love? How do I do it by combining foods in such a way that I'm really still loving how I'm eating, but I I stop when I have to stop? Uh, and, and that can sometimes be a mindset issue. That can sometimes be you know where you have to create some resiliency, where you have to build in some things to help you be able to stay consistent and stay on the path, especially if you don't have an end date to your diet, which is a whole nother conversation, but that's something that I think is equally as important. Because if you're constantly like, well, I got to keep dieting until I get there, and I don't know how long that's going to take, well, then you're going to start to crave. You're going to start to feel deprived. You're going to start to be like, when is this diet going to end? So that's why the mindset piece is also a major part of this because it sounds simple on the surface. Just eat 1,600, 1,700, 1,800, 2,000 calories, whatever it is for your body. Eat that every single day and hit this much protein and this much carbs and you'll be great. You'll be great. You'll lose weight and just make sure you work out the same way and, and burn the same amount of energy every single day. Stay consistent with that. If you can be like clockwork, you will see change. It may not, you have to be patient too. Trust me. When we were dieting down for shows, we had to plan four months in advance, three months in advance, sometimes more, because that's how long we knew it was going to take for the weight to come off for us to be able to uncover the muscle and get lean enough to get on stage. So this is not an overnight process. I would say that for most bodybuilders, like you're looking at at least eight weeks of show prep. That's a pretty tight show prep schedule, depending upon how lean you stay in the off season. But most bodybuilders are looking at 16 weeks, 12 weeks, 
to be able to get to their aesthetic goals, to be able to diet down, to get to where they want to look on stage. So this is not a fast process per se. It's just a known process. So they know, okay, this is where I need to be after four weeks. This is where I need to be after eight weeks. This is where I need to be after 12 weeks, right? And they've got it down to a science and they're able to eat predictably. That's the difference between a professional bodybuilder and an amateur dieter. A professional bodybuilder knows how to eat all the things, get them in every day, exercise every day, and he runs it like clockwork. She runs it like clockwork. Whereas most dieters don't know those things and they're just kind of trying stuff and they get tired of it. And then they go off the rails on the weekends and they're unable to consistently get the amount of nutrition your body needs to efficiently burn fat in every single day. So that's why I say it's both simple and complex at the same time. The actual strategy is simple. I could write you strategy all day long and know that it works and just say, do this for the next four months. Just eat this for the next four months and it will work. But then you've got life, then you've got your heart, then you've got emotions, and you've got stuff that happens to you. Then you you are craving chocolate. You've got things that happen that you've got to navigate along the way. And that's where it can be really tricky. And you can have moments where you step on the scale and you're disappointed. Even when I was dieting down for shows, those moments would happen. But that's not an excuse to get off the plan. You just say, ah, that sucks. Ah, I did not expect that. Okay, well, keep at it, right? I don't get to have a free pass because I don't like what the scale says. I have to really make sure I hit my targets today so that we keep going. We have to dig our heels in at that point. And that can be really hard for people, especially when you're doing it by yourself. So I hope that this can kind of illuminate why I say weight loss is actually easy. The strategy is easy to put into place in terms of on paper. But then part two next week, we're going to talk about the hard part, which is once you have the right strategy and you know this is exactly what I need to eat every single day and I know it works, how do you stay consistent with your mindset? Because that's really the game. It's the inner game is how do I do this every single day and stay that disciplined and stay that consistent, and be able to keep my sanity and enjoy my life. That really is where the rubber meets the road, and usually what makes it hard for everybody. But if you just need a quick takeaway, a quick win from this podcast to be able to apply, I would say this. You're going to want to run your numbers. You're going to want to make sure you're eating enough calories for your body, which means for your age, for your height, and for your current weight. And you don't want a big calorie deficit. You want to make sure that you're within like 20% off of your maintenance calories. So like if you eat 80% of what your body needs for maintenance, then you're in a good deficit for fat loss. And you just want to stay consistent with eating the same amount every single day. If that's 1,800 calories, that's the perfect deficit for you. You want to make sure you nail that 1,800 calorie goal every single day. Now, are there some extra like advanced techniques that bodybuilders use. Yes, there are carb cycling, things like that, but you really can't introduce them until you first get consistent and like clockwork every single day with hitting your goals. Every single day, I'm eating all the things and I'm stopping when I got to stop. I'm getting my protein in. I'm getting my carbs in. I'm getting my 1800 calories in. I'm getting my movement in and I'm doing that every single day that I'm supposed to. I'm sticking to my plan and I'm hitting that plan. I'm on all cylinders every single day. And once you get to that point, then you can start to add in some advanced techniques. But until you get to that point of consistency, then your body's just going to be responding like it doesn't know what's going on. So consistency matters. So goal number one, 
Make sure you're eating the same every single day, even if the numbers are wrong, even if it's not the ideal deficit and you're kind of like, I think it's this, but I'm not really sure. Even if you err on the side of being consistent with the wrong numbers, your body will do far better than if you're up one day, down the next, middle of the road the next, then up, 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 and then down, 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 and then just all over the place crazy. Your body will do far better if you're consistent with your calories, even if they're not the best, most tweaked, dialed-in calories. And then the other benefit to that is that if you're eating the same amount every single day and you're hitting those goals for, let's say, two, three weeks in a row, and you're not really seeing changes, it's much easier to tweak them then. It's much easier to say, "Am I is this calorie deficit too low? Do I need to eat a little bit more food? Or maybe I'm eating too much and I need to just drop it by a little bit and see if that gets things moving. The more consistent you are, the easier it is to tweak it to get things moving again if things kind of feel like they stop. But if you're eating all over the place, 2,000 calories one day, 1,400 the next, there's no way to tweak it because your body doesn't know what to expect and it's just kind of responding to you, taking countermeasures depending upon what ends up happening that particular day. So this is why the consistency piece is number one. And the consistency piece is the key to your fat loss, to your ultimate weight loss. But the consistency has two parts. The strategy has to be right. You got to implement that strategy every single day to be able to start seeing things really move consistently. And then number two, you got to have the mindset that will support you in implementing that strategy every single day so that you can get to your goal. And that's what we'll be talking about next week. So hopefully this was helpful for you. You're always welcome to reach out to me. I love getting feedback and I love hearing from you. You can email me, Angela, at getfitwithangela.com. You can also visit my website to find out more, getfitwithangela.com. Or you can follow me on Instagram. It, my Instagram handle is at getfitwith underscore Angela. You can find me there and I've got a lot more teachings and trainings that you can follow. Until next week, have a great one.